0: that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18
2: plus. You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. An on-demand audio presentation of RedPeachSports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show.
1: Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Boy, that didn't sound good, did it? <laughs> Off to a roaring start. <laughs> oh, wow. July 5th. <laughs> Aaron, here in the Call of Group One Realty Studio in Westboro, alongside from the Washita Citizen, Jake Martin. Maybe I should have warmed up the vocal cords or something?
0: Maybe. Uh, this is what we get for whispering and then hollering in the studio, but whatever.
1: <laughs> uh, plenty to discuss over the next uh, two hours. Of course, we want to hear from you, your calls, your comments. 888-993-7762. It's called the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline slash text line. Go to StuartShelby.com for a free quote. What's up, Jake? How are you doing this morning?
0: You know, I, I've, I'm i really good. Um, this is one of those summer days where not a lot is okay. happening. And I'll tell you this, Aaron. I'll go ahead and lead off with this. Okay. Your precious World Cup Missed a great opportunity yesterday. Thank you. Yes.
1: It, it, uh, ta- Taber away in here in a second, because yesterday would have been great.
0: Everybody would have
1: been sitting around and, and yes. an opportunity to watch the World Cup.
0: We had Wimbledon on all day. I feel like, and I and don't hate me, soccer fans, but I probably would watch tennis over soccer. Sorry. Oh, man. I, I like tennis. That said, I, at some point during the day, I probably would be like, yeah, let's check out. You know Argentina or whoever's yeah. playing. Let's let's just catch a few minutes of that. And and yesterday was just the perfect day to have one of those games on because you really could have, you know. And plus, you're outside of grilling. You mm-hmm. know, if you got a TV out mm-hmm. there, hey, let's throw the World Cup on. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 see what's going on there.
1: Uh, just a quirk in the schedule. just kind of the way it played out, right? John Tabor back at the uh, ES uh, Sports Talk ninety headquarters in Ruston. It was just the way the schedule played out for this year's World Cup, correct, tapes?
2: As in having a day off. Oh yes, World Cup. Only well, the guy they now that they're in the knockout stages, you don't have yep. you know a bunch of games to rotate around. So teams do need a. I mean, you you look at those guys coming off that field and tell me that you expect them to play at that level again, you know, forty eight hours later. There's no way. Mm-hmm.
0: But. And I, and listen, I am ignorant. I am clueless on. Yeah, this. one more
2: day to wait. Yeah.
0: Is there any way you could have thought about this ahead of time and scheduled it that way? I know it's a world thing. I get it, <laughs> but You're not you know about your Fourth
1: of July. But don't you think
0: it. American advertisers have somewhat of a say? I mean, you you would think that they would be able to maybe sway people. I don't know if I was, was baseball,
2: I was be. grinning near to ear. Yeah, I was happy yeah. that that they had a, a day off.
1: Hmm. I guess we should go ahead and lead into our world cup update we have
0: one
1: yeah they were off <laughs> but Taves, we are down to what the
0: uh, here
2: we go <laughs> so
1: tabes we are down to what the quarterfinals now right just eight teams remaining correct how would you handicap it right now, with so many favorites and, of course, heavyweights now watching from their living rooms?
2: I uh, mean, Belgium and Brazil—you have going into the World Cup. I think the number two and three teams, which had had the bracket been failed differently, but they possibly—if they were on opposite sides—they're both good enough they could have wound up in the final against each other. They're playing in the quarters, so it's kind of the pristine matchup i think but yeah, uh, that Friday, and then
1: uh, one o'clock our time
2: correct and then france and uruguay starting things off i think you know it looks like um Cavini up top may be out for uruguay that's a huge you know loss right there and he had two goals last game so you know i i kind of i kind of give the nod towards france on that one and then over on the other side, man. Who knows? <laughs> Croatia and Russia. You know, Croatia's probably more talented, but Russia's riding the high, and they're the home team. And then, and then down at the bottom, England and oh gosh, I don't have it in front of me. I can't remember the, the the two Saturday games, but England versus Sweden. There you go. And yeah, you, know, you know deep down inside, I'm kind of pulling for England a little bit, and. You know, they, they they got one of the major hurdles that they've had over the few past a you know, few decades and losing matches and penalty kicks. They were able to not just win but win in penalty kicks and you know, you want to win in the run of the play and that late goal they gave up. You could just see it as like oh my gosh here it goes again. But they got the job done in penalties and that may be a monkey off the back. You know a bunch of young guys that are. Too young to really know the pressure that's, that's on the shoulders, and sometimes that's good. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the games this weekend and going forward in the beginning of next week.
1: Great World Cup update there from John Tabor. Fantastic. Considering job. nothing happened yesterday. Exactly. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> no, and now Friday uh, it does resume, like Tabe said, and, of course, maybe we can get Jake Martin to watch a little of it instead of Wimbledon.
0: Tabor, stay on for one more B- second.
1: B- you watched about that? a Wimbledon update, Tabor? Uh, uh, well, Tabor. well, come on. Pa- you know,
2: you're,
1: you're asking a lot now. Jake, where's your Wimbledon update? Uh,
0: you know, I don't really have that update. You watched
1: it all day, right? Well, it was on all day. I didn't
0: say I watched it all day. It was on TV all day. It's a little different. Right. It's like, I watched it like a lot of people, quote-unquote, watch football. You know, some people are like, hey, come watch the game, and they don't really watch the game. That's how I watched tennis yesterday. Anyway, uh, Tabor, while I got you, I want to ask you this question because some UFC news, Max Holloway is out for the fights this weekend. Max Holloway, the featherweight champion. Man, I'm legitimately
2: bummed about that.
0: Dude, I was going to ask you this. But on the
2: flip side, I I – I'm not, I don't know if I'm buying the whole concussion symptoms thing. I think it's, come on, Maxie, baby. Your body's telling you you need to be at 155. Yeah. He's get, he's getting a little bit older. He's moving into his mid-20s now, and he's filling out more. And It's the natural, the natural progression of, of the fight game. You know, the thing is there's some different monsters at 155, you know, i.e. Khabib, although I would really like to see another matchup with him, you know, see Maxie and Connor go at it again, but. Yeah, man, I'm bummed about that. I was really looking that, that. That was a fight, fans' fight, right there.
0: Russ was gonna say I, th- they have the super fight this weekend. Yeah, and there. I'm
2: digging that, and that. That is what it is. That's a monster of its own. But as far as just a pure, you know, technical, really, you know, uh, you know, the casual fan be like, you yeah, know, okay, who? But guys that watch on a regular basis were really excited for this one. You know, my apparently both of us.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's. That- that's what I was saying. Stepe in DC is the quote unquote super fight, but Max versus Ortega was the fight I was looking forward to the most. It is, I, I'm bummed, Aaron. This happens all the time in the UFC. It's, ha- it's, it's happening also.
2: too regularly, man.
0: It, it's a missed weight cut or an injury here or there. I mean, it's just, it always happens. You get excited about a huge fight card, and it is a huge fight card, and then one of the biggest fights drops off days ahead. Hmm. It, it's disappointing.
1: And it ruined up your, your big parlay too, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. My parlay went from a thousand to seven hundred. <laughs> Still
1: good cash. So you only got to get four fights right?
0: Uh, no, I think it's like six. Oh, six. That's a two dollar bet, by the way.
2: <laughs> <laughs> How do you like All that? Oh wait, that that's it. That, you got you hit five for on a two dollar bet.
0: You hit. Uh, I think it's. I think it's, it was seven, and now it's six. You had to hit six fights. Uh, to to on a two dollar bet to hit mm-hmm. seven hundred. It was seven to get a thousand.
2: Man, I'd try, I'd throw five different combinations up there and see what sticks.
0: Yeah, yeah, I kind of did that. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, that's we buried
1: great. the lead, though. Of course, uh, the big news yesterday on the Fourth of July: Joey Chestnut gets it done again. He wins his eleventh <laughs> mustard belt. He wins the Nathan's hot dog eating competition.
0: I thought you were going Jake Fromm, and then you hit me with Joey Chestnut.
1: I tried to get you to watch it. Did I succeed at all?
0: Uh, I wasn't able to watch it. I would have watched it. Uh-huh. Uh, it was it happened at a kind of a chaotic time for me. But that said, we all know the greatness of Joey Chester.
1: The separation is just remarkable. I mean, he is going <laughs> up separation. against the greatest in the world, and he, I think he won by eleven or twelve hot dogs. He uh,
0: seventy-four, right?
1: Yeah. And yeah, there was controversy too. You only have one job to do. That's being a judge to count the number of these hot dogs he shoves down his throat and they can't even get it right. It ruined the moment. This would have been one of the greatest moments as he breaks a world championship, and the count wasn't right.
0: What was the concert release?
1: They didn't have the correct count. So literally, in the closing seconds, they're talking about him. He's at 60, 61, 62, (laughs) and then they're like, oh, the the number may not be accurate. And then they come back afterwards, and oh, by the way, he scarfed down 74 hot dogs. It is a new world record. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's anti So how well,
1: – I, I could see how it would be difficult to see how many dogs he's actually grabbing at one time and trying to cram down his throat, but I was very disappointed. <laughs> but the separation, it, though, is remarkable. It,
0: well, of course. I had
1: a buddy wanting to make a wager, so of course I
0: – He took chestnut, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I, he had the field. Oh, man. Yeah, I had chestnut versus Easy the one. field, and it was by three, four minutes into it, my bet had been won.
0: <laughs> so – Okay, you want to play this game? I'll play this game. This is his 11th title?
1: Yeah, mustard belt, yes.
0: Our 11th mustard belt, my gracious. Is he the greatest American athlete (laughs) of all time? Is hot dog eating a sport? Is a hot dog a sandwich? I'm asking the hard-hitting questions this
1: morning. Not the way that they do that in the competition. (laughs) It is not a sandwich. (laughs) It is a little disgusting. I will Oh, like...
0: dip it in the water. Ugh.
1: The beside behind the scenes that what must take place after that thing, it must be horrible.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I mean I imagine so. I mean, sitting out in the heat. Oh yes.
1: I did see a great use of technology this weekend though. ESPN three, they devoted an entire camera just to Joey Chestnut. So, if you're interested in it, you could just go watch that version of it. And just the camera was focused on Joey Chesney.
0: Oh, quality. I thought he had like a hat on with the camera. And you could just see the hot dog going. <laughs> That's next year. Yeah, That's next a good year. idea.
2: Did you have like split awesome. screen going there? <laughs> Do what? Did you have split screen going? Well, you know me,
1: Taves. I'm not that technology. I can't figure it out yet. I was going to go picture in picture, and picture
0: but. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I want the ump cam.
1: Uh, George Shea, though, is an incredible broadcaster. We're going to have some of his best calls, some of his best introductions coming up later in the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you
0: said that you feel like he... Is in the top ten. Now. That is ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Ben says Aaron's live tweeting the hot dog contest has me ready for next year's contest already. <laughs> Epic.
0: <laughs> I only have to wait a year. That's a good yeah. thing.
1: Joey Chestnut, we'll run through some of uh, his all-time records, too, in the other uh, variety... What, what do you even call it? The other aspects of competitive eating?
0: Yeah, like the other categories. I don't
1: know. I looked at his Wikipedia page this morning a little disappointed. Really no personal information on Joey Chestnut.
0: Mm,
2: mm.
1: He uh, really got prepared for this one, though. He fasted on Tuesday, and then on Monday was pretty much just protein shake. So he peaked at just the right time yesterday.
0: What did he do Tuesday? Oh, he fasted on Tuesday. Okay, I got you. So he was ready. Yeah, I was wondering how they did that. Like, so so you fast the day before. Mm-hmm. I, I thought you had to stretch your stomach. I thought it was important to eat a bunch.
1: And, you know, I was all in watching. it. I was like, man, I feel sorry for those poor fools that are sitting there live in the heat and watching this thing. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm sitting here at home watching it and devoting an hour of my day to it. <laughs> By the way, my day yesterday started with international horse racing. Then did it, you win any bets? Uh, no. And of then course not. I like international horse racing. And then uh, the hot dog eating competition. Then they followed that up with a cornhole invitation.
0: Oh yes, man, you that's were good TV. ESPN Ocho Heaven.
1: <laughs> and it ain't nine nine three seven seven six two. A few of the headlines, and obviously we buried a pretty big one involving Georgia's quarterback.
0: Yeah, this uh, this is legitimately where I thought you were going, and then you threw Joey Chestnut out there. But I don't think it's as Big a news as, like I, I first thought when I when I initially saw it. So Jake Fromm suffered a small fracture in his non-throwing hand, um, and apparently this was a, a freak accident on the lake. But when you when I just read the headline yesterday, I was like, oh no, because because I, I didn't see it wasn't his non-throwing hand first of all, and did see it was just a small fracture. That said, uh, you know Georgia's. Head coach Kirby Smart has already said that he is—he's already throwing. Like it's—it's not affecting him too bad, and I suspect he'll continue to play. My first thought when I saw it yesterday—first
1: thought Kirby Smart gets the call and says, "Hey, Fromm suffered an injury in a freak boating accident." Oh,
0: immediately pissed. Like yes. just <laughs> immediately punches a hole in the wall. But when I first saw it, I was like. Well, I got Justin Fields. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's an embarrassment of riches at Georgia right now. But I was like, oh, I got Justin Fields, he'll be fine. But then I thought about it, and I was like, you know what, Fields might be ultra-talented. He might be more talented than Fromm. But Fromm, you, you really cannot replace that leadership and poise that Fromm showed last year. Mm. And that's why I still give him the leg up in the competition this year in the, as, as far as being Georgia's quarterback. So, I did think it was going to be a big blow, and then you go on to read the story and you're like, oh, he's going to be fine. This is not that big of a, of a new story.
1: Smart's quote, insignificant in reference to Fromm's injury.
0: Yeah. So, it, it's an interesting story, but uh, it had the potential to be a lot bigger than what it turned out to be. Mm-hmm.
1: Astros update for today because we are your headquarters for Houston Astros baseball. They knock off the Rangers and do it in thrilling fashion. In extra innings, five to four after dropping three in a row to Tampa Bay. The Astros have now won two in a row. They score up against the White Sox coming up next at home, I believe.
0: Yeah, Astros won it in extras, and they're now up to 57 and 31 on the year. Richie says, answering the question about Joe Chestnut being the greatest American athlete ever, says the only athletic aspect of Chestnut is his stomach's ability to stretch beyond that of any Mere. other mere wow. I
1: like that hmm. 888-993-7762 it's all part of the starting lineup brought to you by Louisiana Pain Care the starting lineup are
0: you crying? the
1: starting lineup are you
0: crying? starting lineup are you crying? Are you crying? Are you crying? <laughs> the starting lineup not crying let's get to the starting lineup
1: so what did we actually go over in the first 16 minutes? oh I
0: don't know man <laughs> it's going to be one of those days it's going to be one of those summer days <laughs> I will say this. We do have Top 10 Thursday.
1: We'll say this. You can hear us today. So that's yes. a positive, too.
0: Yes. We actually... I need
1: to get you riled up again. A lot I of people missed your rants on Tuesday.
0: And a lot of them, I'll say this. A lot of them were wrong. Oh, what? Yeah.
1: You got caught in the moment? We
0: got a, on one on one thing. And we'll go over that in the next minute. We need to revisit that <laughs> since nobody really heard us Tuesday.
1: Uh, uh, t- <laughs> Uh, Top 10 Thursday. I like today's topic.
0: Yeah, it's a good topic. It's the top 10 free agent moments in sports. Mm. And there are a lot of good ones. Like, I had trouble, I had to kick a lot of good ones off the list. Mm. So, I think honorable mentions. um, You know, you you can make a whole list of honorable mentions.
1: Give us your ideas. Give us your nominees. Players that made the biggest difference on their new franchise.
0: Well, the way I, I did it was both the significance of it at the time. And the impact it had, not only on that team, but on the landscape of sports after.
1: 888-993-7762, we're up and running on the morning drive. All right, in case you missed it, uh, I think there was about 14 of you didn't, that were streaming on uh, Tuesday. Oh, they came in here and was fired up.
0: Yeah, I was upset with the NBA. I've had a lot of conversations with people since, but... I'm still upset about the topic just because I'll I'll, I'll sum Uh, it up. What have
1: we learned since I'll sum it
0: up really quick just how I felt. I I was really looking forward to the NBA after LeBron signed with the Lakers. I thought that was a great move for the league, not only because the Lakers were going to be better and and the league is better when the Lakers are better, but because in the West you would have had the Warriors, Lakers, and Houston all vying for that top spot. In the East, you would have had Boston, Toronto, and Philadelphia all vying for that top spot. You had six legitimate teams that you could be interested in and invested in. And I loved the fact that the Pelicans got Julius Randle. I was anticipating Boogie moving on. When they got Julius Randle, I was going, okay. I didn't ron-
1: bother you that as much. The though.
0: Rondo loss hurts because it's going to force Drew to play more point. And that's going to affect the team a lot. That said, I still love the front court with Randall, Miritich, and uh, Davis. So I was I was excited. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the NBA next year. And then the news with Boogie hits. He goes to the Warriors. And I, like most NBA fans, threw their hands up and said, what's the point? What's the point? We all know how this thing's going to end. Now, where I was wrong on Tuesday is I said, why didn't Boogie go to a place like the Lakers? Come to find out, the Lakers didn't match that deal the Warriors threw at him because both uh, Magic and Genie Bus felt that they wanted they wanted to compete right away next year, and the, whoever was going to take Boogie had to wait probably until around January for him to be near full health, right? And so, because of that. The Lakers wanted to win immediately. They didn't want to take the time. They didn't want to invest that time. It makes sense. That said, how many times have we seen a LeBron team, you know, kind of coast in the regular season then pick it up in the postseason? So I still don't quite understand that move because I expect Boogie to be healthy by the time the playoffs start. So anyway, I was wrong in that aspect because I was like, why not go to a place like the lakers and play with lebron and compete against the power that is the golden state warriors now you've got five all-stars in the starting lineup and it's just it's unfair and you know since then i've had some arguments with people saying well boogie won't be fully healthy we don't know how athletic he'll be after this injury yada 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 my whole counter argument was he doesn't have to be what he used to be all he has to do is be the fifth best player on that team Mm. He has to be the fifth option. We all saw how that benefited a guy like Javel McGee. How do you think it's gonna benefit a fifty to seventy percent Boogie Cousins? Okay,
1: I rest my case. It does though once again show the the market that was that was not out there for uh that was not out there. Sorry. Was not out there <laughs> I don't know what's going on, on studio. Boogie Cousins.
0: Okay. Well, something's going on weird But then we, we look
1: back at Cousins, and, of course, uh, the, the, you want to take a timeout?
0: Yeah, let's take a quick timeout. Jaber,
1: let's take a timeout. We figure out what this uh, noise is going on in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio. We'll be back after this on the morning draft. All right, we're back. Uh, Jake's trying to sabotage the show, but uh, we're going to get this thing back on track. Come on, Jake. Tighten up on this Yeah. yeah. Thursday morning. I know it's the day after July 4th and everything. Right. And by the way, this is July 4th in the middle of the week. In the of middle week. of
0: the week, it doesn't work. Yeah, It does not work for me. Yeah.
1: No. Gary says, guys, you need to step up the game this morning, putting me to sleep driving. Call Tomcat and ask him anything about the LHSA. <laughs> 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 uh, Ben's got a good point. Of course, we continue to talk about Cousins going to Golden State.
0: Yeah, so... You got interrupted there. Make your point again. My
1: point was just shows once again the market that was not out there for Cousins. He got caught in a bad situation. The fact that you know some of his past probably caught up with him. Not exactly known as a great teammate in the past. Maybe perhaps this time with the Pelicans. Then you throw in, of course, the injury. And the number of players that have not made it back from a substantial injury like this in the Achilles tendon, as uh, Ben will point out here in this text to us. Is it worth rolling the dice on a player like DeMarcus Cousins? And I think a majority of the franchises said no, especially at that price point.
0: So I I mentioned I was wrong about the Lakers part, but I was proven right as far as the Pelicans go because they did offer him a deal earlier on, and he turned it down. And so I think that's kind of what you get, right? I mean, the fact that the Pelicans were were willing to make a deal with you, you pass up on it because I guess you think you can get a, a much bigger deal elsewhere. And it doesn't come. So I don't feel sorry for him in that aspect. I mean, he should have took that deal with the Pelicans. Would have made more money. Would have still competed, right? I mean, the Pelicans are still going to compete in the West. Now, you know, who knows what LeBron's going to end up with in in L.A., but I still think the Pelicans would have been, you know, playoff bound and would have been a tough matchup for some teams just because Anthony Davis is that tough of a matchup.
1: Got a couple texts here. Ben says, of the players to suffer an Achilles injury, Dominic Wilkins is the one exception. 39% of players retire. The ones that have come back miss an average of 56 per games, and only six have made it to the second season. That's of January of 2017. It'll be interesting to see what happens.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a given he returns and, and, and plays at a level that he did. I, I get that, and I admit that. I just think the fact that, Even if he's a shell of himself, he's still a lot better than a a lot of other big men. And it gives the Warriors another dimension to play. Yeah, Boogie can stretch teams with his three-point shooting, but he can also be a beast down low. And really, you know, it's been a while since the
1: the Warriors have had
0: something like that. They don't play that style, but it gives them another opportunity or another uh, wrinkle to their game.
1: Anthony says the fact he lied about the Pelicans not wanting him is what made me – say we're better without him it also shows what kind of person you're dealing with and the Pels are
0: much better without him. yeah yeah I think that's a lot of people's sentiments today and I actually saw Jeff Duncan wrote an article for the time Union saying that the Pelicans are better without him that was kind of the whole argument last year because you saw what the Pelicans did when they got you know Miritich in there and of course, they won a lot of ball games. Was was hot down the stretch and made the postseason run that they did. Are they better without Boogie? I still say no. But there's something to be said about what they did without him, and there's something to be said about him not returning to near full health until next year, right? So, for me, honestly, the Rondo missing missing Rondo Rondo going to L.A. hurts the Pelicans more than Boogie leaving.
1: All right, let's go there then. Uh, Anthony Davis over the weekend kind of alluded to the fact, or over the last day and a half, alluded to the fact that he really wasn't consulted or notified about the issues that they were having with trying to get Rondo to stay in New Orleans.
0: Not good. He should be consulted on everything. That's what you do, right? In the NBA, that's what you do with your top players, with your franchise players. You consult with them. And and he could have helped in this matter. But that said, I mean, that's it, it, it's kind of looking at it after the fact now. I mean, it, it, what's done is done. I just hope they have a nice plan in place that doesn't force Drew to play point most of the year. I think he's so much better at the two on both sides of the ball. And so I think, uh, you know, or both sides of the court. I think, you know, if, if you have a, a good plan in place, good, let's move on. Let's get excited about the season. If not, if Drew's having to play that point, it's going to really affect this team, man. I don't know what, Elf, you know, Alfred Payton coming in, I don't know how that's going to affect uh, that dynamic either.
1: The other thing that, of course, made uh, news two days ago was the fact that uh, Anthony Davis closing on a house in the L.A. area, basically about 90 minutes away from Staples Center. Everybody says this is another bad sign. Uh, Gus on Tuesday didn't look at it that way and said, hey, uh, other athletes have s- places in other cities like Drew Brees in San, Di- San Diego. Anthony Davis. He likes to be around that area. Don't read too much into it.
0: Yeah, and he's the one who helped recruit Julius Randall, yeah. right? So I, yeah, I don't think if anybody is reading too much into that, please don't. There, there's nothing to it.
1: I think more uh, props need to be given also to the Appels' management, uh, Dell Demps, considering what was facing them. <laughs> it looked like everything was unraveling, falling to pieces. And they had a plan B, and that included getting Randall in New Orleans.
0: It's great plan B. I, I was fired up about that acquisition, but the fact is, when you have somebody like Cousins of his value, of his potential leave and join the Almighty Warriors, it's kind of tough to get.
1: And back to the original point, the one thing that got you fired up the most was the fact that it wasn't that Cousins was leaving the big easy. It was the Where fact he that he was going to Golden State. So now you look at it and you're not as uh, fired up about it because now even though Golden State's pretty much 90 95% going to win a ring, you're okay with it.
0: I'm not as upset with him after I heard the news with the Lakers. I was really upset with him if the Lakers matched that, and I thought they would because it's only $5 mil- Only five million, but it's a $5 million deal. I figured they would have been able to match that and
1: I just feel like we're we're being hypocrites because a lot of times we say, "Oh man, they're just chasing, they're just chasing after the money. They don't care about winning. They don't care about, you know, talk about your legacy and winning a ring." Well, cousins is going to have that opportunity now to win his ring, and
0: I never say that. I never make that argument. First of all, second of all, I think you can go sport by sport with that, meaning, okay, in, in some cases. I think I'm thinking more football and baseball. A lot of these guys go out there and they get the most money possible, but they land on a team where you know it's a legitimate long shot for them to win a title. In this case, in Boogie's case, all I was saying was why not go to a contender, not the best, not the team that everyone despises because or most people despise because they are a they are the biggest form of a super team we've ever seen. And why would you go as another all star and join that team and make it worse than anything we ever saw with the Yankees? Mm. That was my whole thing because I it, it felt I immediately thought of the Yankees and then I, I thought about it some more and I was like, this is worse than the Yankees. Mm. Because the Yankees never had a starting lineup that had every single guy reach an all star team. So they're close.
1: <laughs> they were close. <laughs> Name wise.
0: Name wise it was but but also with the Yankees too, a lot of those guys were older. You know, and this, this you're looking at a full lineup that, you know, Boogie's not in his prime anymore, you suspect, after that injury. But, I mean, he's still pretty
1: young. Richie says, so you would have been more upset if you would have went to the Lakers?
0: No. I would have been – I wanted him okay. to go to the Lakers, if I didn't make that clear. I, I was saying, I'm less upset today because I found out that the Lakers didn't offer him a
1: deal. And, listen, Boogie shouldn't be into making the, the NBA more competitive. That's not ultimately his – job his goal no
0: but i I, and this goes back to the other argument i just feel like where's that competitor's edge like if you're an ultimate competitor you should look at the team to beat or the guy to beat and go i'm going to do everything i can to beat or to top that franchise Mm -hmm. what what does that say about you if you're the one that ends up going and knocking off the warriors don't you want to be a part of something like that i don't know maybe that's just a, a, a line of thinking that i have that is not very I, in the NBA. It's almost taken literal if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah. It, it really feels that way now, and I hate that mentality.
1: It's still going to be fascinating to see how this plays out with Cousins. First of all, coming back from that injury. Then, second of all, how is he going to handle the fact that he is going to be the fourth, fifth option offensively, and when his numbers decrease when he comes back, and he's literally getting four or five shots a game, how does he handle that situation?
0: Well, the the. Here's another interesting aspect. You can believe this or not, but after the championship, after the Warriors won, there was some talk amongst the players saying, not enough came out, nothing really came out, but there was a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff with this team. We all know how difficult it is when you're that good to get up, especially in the regular season, Mm -hmm. and you know how egos get involved. You add another player like Boogie to that, I want to know how that affects that team chemistry. That's what I'm most interested in seeing. Another part of that is how many technical fouls is this team going to (laughs) have? From KD to Draymond to Boogie, my goodness, the technical fouls are going to be
1: endless. (laughs) So there you go. You you have really mellowed out in the last 48 hours.
0: Yeah, it's just that Lakers thing kind of threw me off. But that said, I'm still not – I still love the NBA, and I'm very much less excited about – this upcoming season than I was Monday when the news broke about LeBron. I just thought that was such a cool domino piece that made everything more interesting. And then Boogie going to the Warriors kind of threw that off.
1: All right, and the biggest news, of course, LeBron is a member of the L.A. Lakers. He's over in Europe right now vacationing with his family. We talk about the impact that this can make on the league and also, of course, L.A., the biggest free agent signings of all time. Yeah, but in any sports, it is top ten Thursday. You got some nominees, Jake. Yeah,
0: so let's do, let's go there. I'll, I'll say LeBron going to the Lakers. I think anytime LeBron makes a, a move, it's worth mentioning.
1: So that didn't even crack crack it, the top ten. It
0: didn't crack my top ten, no. Um, but but I think that's the less uh, significant of the of the three, mm. the three moves he's made. But uh, I still think that's a that's a great piece. I think it's worth mentioning. I have that one. I have um, – sh- this might make your list. Shaq joining the Lakers?
2: Yes. on un- yes, your that list? Th- that is high.
1: Then.
0: Listen, that's how good this list is yeah. because I wanted to include that. I had it in there originally.
1: Dude, he won, I think, three titles in eight years. I get years. it. I
0: get it. I get it. But there was one in particular – because I, I had it lower on the list, honestly um, – because again I'm talking about significance at the time and the impact and the landscape it had the impact it had on the landscape of the sport yes you can make those arguments for Shaq joining the Lakers of course cuz he won those championships with Kobe that said I found a few more that I thought were a little bit more had a little bit more impact
1: mm. so that's honorable mention other honorable mentions I got uh, Roger Clemens joining the Blue Jays and the Astros in 96 and 2004 yep impact that. player mm
0: mm-hmm. mhm I got um, Kurt Warner to Arizona. Yeah, you know they they didn't win a championship. They came close.
1: Yeah, 2005.
0: Yeah, very close and a great Super Bowl against the Steelers. But uh, that was a huge, uh, huge free agency acquisition for the for the Cardinals. Uh, he
1: doesn't get the respect that he deserves. But uh, Chris Bosch going to the Heat in 2010 cracks my honorable mention. I got Ichiro mm.
0: to the Mariners. Um, I've also got. Michael Jordan to the Wizards? Did that crack your list? No. Okay. No. So it doesn't crack the list because it didn't – nothing really came of it, right? But I think him going to play for another team was just really, really interesting at the time. And that's why I think it's worthy of an honorable mention. Just the fact that Michael Jordan, as a Washington Wizard, what? He's coming back out of retirement again, what? So I think that's why – you know, I, I think it's worth mentioning an honorable mention. Not worthy of making the list but worthy of recognition.
1: Uh, Jerry Rice in 2000 joined the Oakland Raiders.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If, if they would have won that Super Bowl, maybe could have cracked the list.
1: Uh, Randy Johnson going to Arizona at the age of uh, 35 and what he accomplished with Arizona, yeah. teaming up with Kurt Schilling. Talk about a one-two punch.
0: And he blew up a bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, other than
1: honorable honorable mentions for me uh steve nash with the uh, Suns. Sons. i believe that uh, the year before he joined them they only had won 29 games steve nash has added to that lineup and they roll off uh 62 wins
0: yeah and i just remember really liking the mavericks back then when it was nash michael finley and dirk like what a cool uh, pairing of uh, of three there but uh yeah, Nash going to the Suns. Of course, he won multiple MVPs. Had a great career there.
1: Other honorable mentions for you?
0: I think that's all my honorable mentions.
1: I go hockey. Uh, Brett Hall joining the S- Stars. Yeah, they went on to win a Stanley Cup with him. Oh. That
0: was pretty big. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Out of my wheelhouse, though.
1: Uh, keep hitting us up. Uh, Shane C says uh, Dion to the Cowboys, Drew to the Saints. I got a feeling they may yeah. be on the top ten. Yeah, top.
0: they might make it.
1: Uh, you want to read uh, Charlie's comment there on the Stuart Shelby Goosehead insurance text line, 888-993-7762. Charlie says.
0: Uh, my, you got to read it.
1: If Fox or ESPN offered you a million-dollar contract, you'd have your bags packed before the phone hung up. Competitive edge will be out the window. Can't blame any person for bettering their career, the betterment of their career.
0: Well, that was kind of my whole point, uh, Charlie, is when I first got upset as I thought that he would have an offer of that value at another place of contendership. Now, when you saw that the Lakers came out and said that they didn't offer him, that's why I've mellowed today.
1: Uh, Michael says, I love listening to you guys, but when LeBron moving only gets honorable mention in his biggest free agent moves, you guys might need more coffee or something
0: you i'm gonna have two lebrons in this list i wasn't gonna put three
1: (laughs) (laughs) three lebrons and top free agents of all time so
0: i i I did this one as an honorable mention uh
1: michael also said because one player left the conference speaking of lebron now three to five more teams have a shot to get to the series not even win it just get there
0: yeah so that's uh, part of it too i mean Yes, it does. You know, automatically everybody's kind of circling the Boston Celtics. Going, they have a legitimate shot of winning the championship now. And of course, Toronto's going. Finally, we don't have to mess with LeBron anymore in the postseason. But that said, I think the other two had a lot more significance.
1: Michael's encouraging us to get another cup of coffee. Let's do that and let's dive into our top ten list coming up after the break. Way in at eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. We're back after this on Sports Talk 97.7. All right, we're not very sharp today, the day after 4th of July, but our listeners <laughs> you, certainly are.
0: Yeah, oh, man, great text here. So
1: we're going top 10 Thursday, top free agents of all time.
0: Brandon says Don Shouse from Jay Hodge to West Monroe High School. <laughs> not too bad. And
1: yeah. This came right after that text. Rebel says Cam Robinson to West Monroe from Washtenaw, Brady James from Wasman to West Monroe, Andrew Whitworth from OCS to West Monroe. Wow. <laughs>
0: All I can say is, wow.
1: <laughs> Best free agents of all time. They did not crack our list. They didn't. Don no. Shouse from Jonesboro to West Monroe is pretty good, though. It's pretty good. It's <laughs> not too bad. If you got some music, go ahead and key it, Tabes. We need all the help we can get. At number 10, what you got, Jake?
0: Number 10, I've got Nolan Ryan becoming the first million-dollar player ah, with the Astros. Yes, I have that because of the significance of the deal, getting that type of money.
1: I believe it was 1980.
0: Yeah, getting that type of money and, of course, the success he had with that team and, of course, what he did in his career.
1: This is appropriate music for this segment. <laughs> uh,
0: the
1: prices, right? I should have Nolan Ryan at least on the honorable mention list. I, ju- I,
0: I just think the fact that he became the first million-dollar player in MLB, uh, that's why I cracked my list. At
1: number 10, you may have heard him, Mr. October, Reggie Jackson. Leaving Baltimore for the Yankees in, I uh, don't even remember the year it was, but he hit 144 home runs in five years, drove in 461 runs. Reggie Jackson as a Yankee.
0: At number nine, I've got Greg Maddox. He was part of one of the greatest pitching staffs of all time.
1: This needs to be a lot higher.
0: He, l- listen, he was part of one of the greatest pitching staffs of all time. He became one of the faces of the Major League Baseball, and it made it even sweeter when he chose Atlanta over New York.
1: That should be a lot higher than number nine.
0: All right, we'll debate this in a little bit. We'll go
1: through some of uh, Greg Maddox's numbers when he was with Atlanta coming up on my list where he gets the respect (laughs) that he deserves. At number nine, I've got Peyton Manning going to the Broncos. I got that higher. So, What he did there, and I know the last year, of course, they weren't exactly gaudy numbers, but the year before there, then, uh, he was pretty special. And, of course, ultimately wins the Super Bowl, and that was the goal, right?
0: Yeah. um, Well, he set records with Denver, and and we'll talk more about this later, but I just remember that being one of the biggest, it felt like the, the closest thing to LeBron leaving. You know, this whole speculation about LeBron, it's, it's got insane coverage, but I remember the Peyton Manning thing was the same way. Yeah. And he handled – the way he handled it, maybe that's why I've got it a lot higher, too, is just he handled it perfectly. Peyton was very quick in his decision. He didn't he didn't play to the media. He didn't drag it out. And when he left Indianapolis I – there mean, all these
1: workouts down in Tennessee, and they had all the, you know, the closed-door meetings, and, of course, they had the walls blocked off so it the was cameras also, couldn't get a look at him.
0: It was also one of those instances where you see a guy in a jersey, kind of like why I had talked about Michael Jordan. You don't, you can't really picture that guy in any other jersey, right?
1: Emmett Smith in an Arizona Cardinals jersey.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's not the. Same. It just looks so off. So the fact that he was going to a different organization, and of course, you paired him with Elway, it was just, it was a really big story, and I think that's why it's much higher on my list. All
1: right, we'll see where Jake has it ranked uh, here in a minute. At number eight, what you got, Jake?
0: LeBron returns home. Mm. So, The Hill made a babyface turn, right? I mean, he was, when he went to Miami, he was the most hated guy in the NBA. And then, of course. And then he, the sappy love letter. It was so weird when he returned home because you see all those fans who went from burning his jersey to praising him again. And it, it was one of those things where. It was a feel-good moment in sports, I think. And then, of course, for him to fulfill his promise and win that NBA championship to bring a title to Cleveland, I thought that was really special.
1: You're right. I should have had that on list. You
0: don't account. have that on the list at all? Uh-uh. Oh.
1: So I was going to give LeBron two of the top ten?
0: Yeah. Well, heck, uh, somebody wanted us to give him three. Yeah,
1: that's right. I got uh, Reggie White going to the Packers in a 1993 you look at what he accomplished in, in his time there. I think he racked up a 68 and a half sacks, but the leadership that he provided, provided and I do remember uh, Brett Favre talking about it numerous times, just the presence then that he gave Green Bay. Reggie White, of course, came here to Northeast Louisiana at one point to talk to. Uh, it was an o- OCS fundraising event. It was pretty cool, just hearing his message and, of course, his life story. Rest in peace, Reggie White.
0: I got Reggie White higher than you do. At number seven, we got Barry Bonds. Now, at first I had Maddox above bonds before I read a compelling article that made a really good argument because Bonds affected the game every day. And the fact that his wins above replacement were one sixty two compared to Maddox at one o one oh four I believe. Plus, we all know what he ended up going you know, steroids or not, he still crushed homers. He still led the league in homers and, and just shattered the, the, the ceiling as far as, you know, home runs go. But, you know, I think he has a stigma to him, and that's why I couldn't go any higher than number seven. But I think getting bonds was, was absolutely huge for him.
1: It is top ten Thursday, top ten free agent signees of all time at number seven. I've got Deion Sanders. This is kind of cheating a little bit twice. Uh-huh. Deion Sanders, of course, with the 49ers in 1994. He was the defensive player of the year that year, Jake. Uh, when yep. they threw at him, they paid the price. Six interceptions that year. He took three of them back, four touchdowns. And then, of course, the following year, he ends up with the Cowboys, spends five years there, wins one Super Bowl ring, and is a four-time Pro Bowler. Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders as a free agent comes in at number seven.
0: And he's my number six. Uh, you know, not many players can brag about winning championships at multiple places. And for the reasons you just mentioned, you kind of stole all my, my points there. But, uh, of course, when primetime makes a move, it's noteworthy.
1: Kevo says, I usually always agree with Jake. And then, <laughs> today,
0: today has, has rolled, rolled around.
1: around. Maddox should be in the top five of the list. I mean, he's a top three pitcher of all time.
0: You know, when you start making the list, Kevo, I had him – I did have him that high, and then I start looking at some other sports and some other players, and a lot of things, I think recently free free agency has gotten a little bit bigger. There have been some crazier moves, I think, recently, and that's why he, he bumped out of my top five.
1: At number six, I got LeBron going to the Heat in 2010. The decision. Number six. Him sitting up there with Jim Gray. Are you
0: drunk? Are you hungover? Number six, okay.
1: We're not going to win one, two, that three, is four. That is five, so,
0: so much higher than number six. That's ridiculous. I can't wait to see your top five.
1: What you got? We might as well dive right into it. At number five, or wait, have you done six yet?
0: Yeah, I've done six. Right, um, five. Number five, I've got Drew Brees. Now, <laughs> what? Aaron, at the time. What, what are our two qualifications here? The significance of it at the time yes. and the impact it had afterwards. Now, the impact, well, afterwards, the impact afterwards,
1: afterwards. Where would the Saints be without Drew Brees? Will you
0: let me finish? The impact afterwards, no doubt that it's it an A-plus in that category. The significance of it at the time was not very big. He was injured. Nobody, I mean, Nick Saban passed up on him with Miami. Yeah. So, because of that, I have him at five. It wasn't when you think of, like, the, the biggest free agency moments, you don't think about, oh, when Drew Brees signed with the Saints. You just don't. Because at the time, that wasn't a huge story. Now, after the fact, now that we see what he's done and how he's lifted the Saints, sure, and that's why it is top five. I had trouble putting it in the top five just because I was thinking about moments when guys signed where everybody was just like, oh, my goodness, the game just changed.
1: All right, there was a solid point. There you go. But the significance of it. Where would this franchise be without Breeze? Uh, there's no. Would b- they have a world Listen,
0: championship? No de- absolutely not. There's would no they debate? be on national
1: TV four or five times a year?
0: Absolutely not. There's no debate. And, 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 you know, what Breeze has done for this franchise can't be disputed.
1: In this state, it is number one.
0: That's your number one? Oh, my goodness, Aaron. This is, Your list is off the rails.
1: Uh, Gary says, Jake, are you drunk and hungover? breeze y'all, number one
0: that is regency bias <laughs> yes again i'm talking about significance of the signing at the time what everyone like how big of a story it was and how everyone covered it and how everyone felt at the time plus it's it's two parts guys y'all are just talking about the, the last part it's two it's a 2 part.
1: Uh, Kevo says, never mind, I'm back with Jake now. LeBron at number six, Aaron, question mark. Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: At number five, I've got Shaquille O'Neal going to the Lakers. He wins uh, three titles in eight years and forms that dynamic duo that, of course, went south. Where would you have Shaq to the Lakers It was at?
2: my honorable
0: mention. It was it was tough to leave him off. I, I went, went with the first million-dollar player. That's the one I, 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 I chose over, over Shaq. Now, my number four, I've got Kevin Durant going to the Warriors. Is this even on your list? No. Are you kidding me? No. How is this not on your list?
1: Well, now I go back and look at my list. My number four is real questionable. But Go ahead.
0: <laughs> your number one is questionable. All right. KD going to the Warriors was an absolute huge story because already the Warriors were I wouldn't say unstoppable, but they were the best team in the league. Then you added KD to the mix, and you're going, who on earth can stop these guys? And, spoiler alert, nobody has since he joined them. And, you know, I never – I I don't really like KD, but for the most part when he was with the Thunder, I don't know if it's because he's playing with Westbrook who, who, you know, ball hogs a little bit too much if that's the reason why. But KD had this – I guess people viewed him as the golden boy like they everybody liked KD. He was the fan-friendly guy. And plus, of course, it's hard not to appreciate his game. He's a he's a tremendous player. He's fun to watch. When he went to the Warriors, it was like LeBron had already was already with Cleveland, right? So he had already kind of made that switch from villain to hero. KD made that switch from villain, I mean from hero to villain like that. I mean, instantly everybody was like, "What?" You, you're and then of course you know nobody's been able to stop them since. So I think that is worthy of a top five easily because it checks both boxes.
1: Full disclosure: I was making my list when I was watching the hot dog eating oh competition, and then followed up with the cornhole invitational. So I may have been a little distracted. Okay. At number four, Charles Woodson with the Packers. <laughs>
0: That's an honorable mention. 38
1: interceptions in seven years. A difference maker. But you have that over
0: Reggie White?
1: Uh, I told you. I was distracted.
0: You have that one over Reggie White. Yeah. That's all I have to say. (laughs) My number three is Reggie White. All right. Sports Illustrated devoted an entire cover to it. It was absolutely huge news. And the Packers were not even expected to get him. But when he arrived to Green Bay, that – started this whole new era and with him anchoring the defense and brett Favre, you know handling the offense they were able to win a super bowl so come on reggie white is top three
1: top 10 thursday continues to roll along as the seven o'clock hour comes to an end what would we get right what we get wrong 888-993-7762 the biggest free agent signees in the history of sports Mm. i'm going to redo my list during the commercial break please do (laughs)
2: Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at espn977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.